his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Connecticut, Connecticut happens, happens here. here. WTIC News Talk 1080. I like this song. I want to go right back in time to when I first heard it. Because I think it's one of those songs, the first time you hear it, you say, what is that? I like that. Who's that? Who is that? You know who that band is, Joey? Top of your head? It's it's some German thing or something, right? Der Kommissar something. There you other. go. Yeah. <laughs> is that the name of the song or the band? That would be the song, The Band is After the Fire. Oh, that I never knew. That was a fun song. All right. That's when I wish we were doing rock and roll radio and we could just spin that thing. That's that's what I that's what I wish we could do. All right, so um yeah, it's it's time for us to oh, the rants the rant file closed on me. So I can't make a speedy entry into the to rants and get one going here, I don't think. Can we get one going? Let's see. Let's give it a try. I'll do a short one right here. Okay, here we go. Have no fear. The rants are here. Santis, what are you doing down there? There's a half a million people without power. Bodies are floating down the street being eaten by alligators. It took Joe Biden to go down there and fix that place. I like that. I like when people are angry at politicians. That's the appropriate way to feel, regardless of uh, which party they're in. It's good to be mad at them because they stand between us and our power and they use it for their purposes instead of ours. And that's what we don't like. And uh, so good. Good on that. 860-522-9842. The rant line number so you can call in and put yours down whenever you like. It could be four in the morning driving to work at some ungodly hour. You can call in a rant. 860-751-4698. What's going on on the roads? Russ Meyer in for Mark. He's in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. WTIC, it's rant time. So let's get through the rants. I'm looking for a book I have. Somewhere in my pile here from uh, Kendi. You know that guy? He's he's one of the critical race theory people. And I, it, it's a book I read like three years ago with my grandson because he needed help with his, um, with his English work. And this was one of the books he had been assigned in school. And it's a total, the thing is just a total critical race theory education program. You know, it's targeted at teenagers, and it's written in a kind of simple, accessible way. And it it essentially is driving the point sarcastically and all-knowingly about how America is no good and it's never been any good. And, uh, And then I'm just reading an email somebody sent about how, which forwarded a letter they got in school 
and the from school and and the letter uh, talks about how there's no such thing as critical race theory going on in the school and and, and critical race theory is being misrepresented and all this stuff. And all anybody has to do is look at this book. And by the way, last time I was looking at it, I did a search, and the NEA had a training thing. They had a, a briefing for educators on how to teach the book. And it's a book you would never want to have a kid reading without, without giving them some perspective on it, without giving them a defense, because it's, it's so off the wall and extreme. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Rance, yes. This message is for Governor Lamont. You ran an ad on TIC at two o'clock this afternoon, Wednesday, where you distorted, absolutely distorted the facts about Bob Stefanowski's positions on abortion and gun control. And we just heard the ad again. It's a disgusting ad. And then you have the audacity to lie about your buzz budget deficit. And you approve these messages, sir? I think you're an absolute disgrace. Thank you, Todd. Well, he doesn't just approve them when other people are telling the stories. He tells the stories himself. He pretends he's a tax cutter. He pretends he balanced the budget. Because he's just smarter. Businessman. He's a businessman. So he could balance the budget just by snapping his fingers. I'd just like to know how many homicides were in the city of Hartford last year, because uh, as of uh, October 4th, it's been 30. And, uh, you know, based on numbers, statistics, averages, we should have close to 40 this year, maybe 43. So, uh, you know, that's crime, the reduction of crime, the reduction of crime. Crime is getting better. There's only uh, double the amount of murders in Hartford. Good luck. Joey, you remember what the murders were last last year in Hartford? I thought it would topped off around 28 or something. Let me see what I can find out here. Top stories of 20. Um, okay. Deadliest year since 2003. But what was the total? 25 was in 2003? 28. That's what I thought. With 35 homicides as of late December this year, nope, this is 2021, so it, uh, this year seems to be running about equal. With 35 homicides as of late December, this year has been an exceptionally deadly one for Hartford. Homicides increased 40% from 2020 when the year ended with 25. So we're running a year behind, Joey. And uh, this year may challenge that. We'll see. But, you know... It's, it's part of the price of running underserved communities and making sure they stay permanently underserved that the Democrats have to pay. Underservice has its price, and, and lots of violence is, is one of the prices Democrats seem willing uh, to leave permanent. And, of course, there's going to be a jump in crime and a jump in, in uh, murders, in particular because uh, certain things you can... Well, certain things disappear when the police are are doing less of the traditional law enforcement that they used to do, the crime stopping, because they don't want to take the risk of ruining their financial livelihoods by having some incident end up on videotape and destroying their careers and have the power structure not backing them up. So they don't they don't police the same way they did. That's another lie the Democrats tell. Like when Ned says crime is down, well, it's not crime is down. Crime statistics are down. 
Murders, rapes, oh, those are up, but they, you know, they don't worry about those. With Kamala in charge, I am sure, our border is now real secure. She'll protect our land with her iron hand, unless they have found a detour. Oh, Kamala is a piece of work, isn't she? All right, so Todd. I just found. I just came across this from NBC's website, NBC Connecticut. Uh, so, bringing the number of homicides this year uh, to thirty. This was published like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was yesterday. So, thirty right now. In 2021, the city had 34 homicides. So, I guess we're four shy of last year. And Wait it's... a sec. What I'm, I'm looking at December 31st, 2021, in the Hartford Current. Mm-hmm. With 35 homicides as of late December, this year has been an exceptionally deadly one for Hartford. Do so we they, have a conflict? They, yeah, we have a conflict. They can't even figure it out. They can't get their numbers straight. And what, what paper are you looking at? That was uh, NBC Connecticut, and that was published 19 hours ago. Wow. I guess they can't afford a subscription to The Current. Yeah. So they don't have the information we have. I'll send you this link in case I'll you I'll send you mine. Some... Oh, perfect. <laughs> They'll cross the interwebs together. That sounds gorgeous. Thank you for that, Joseph. Richard Blumenthal said, eat or eat should never be the question. I say, taxes or axes should never be the question. I'd rather buy an axe than chop firewood than pay my taxes if things keep going the way they're going. So I sure wish the legislature would ask themselves, taxes or axes, do we tax more or ax more programs? We know they're not asking that. Well, don't ax me. Uh That was a little joke there. Oh, man, I was trying to pull up that. Uh, let me see if I can get that. I wanted to get that Bloomy quote from the other day because that's pretty good. What was that thing you said? Tax? No. Oh, man. Getting old memory is not good. Hang on a sec. What are heater eat? Heater eat. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> heater eat. That's, that's such a great slogan. I love that. Heat or eat. Oh, that's a that's a classic that Bloomy came up with the other day. It really is. Like everybody remembered that. Heat or eat should not be your choice. Heat or eat should not be your choice. How does that get to be the choice? Well, because it's too expensive to live in the state. Part one. Part two. Average folk don't get a good enough education to be able to command decent salaries and urban dwellers who Democrats need to keep desperate get the worst educations ain't that a piece of work so when you hear politicians pandering and saying things like eat or eat should not be your choice the way to remedy a structural problem in the society isn't to take tax dollars out of some people's pockets to give them to other people. It's a great way to rig elections, but it's not treating the symptom. It's treating, I'm sorry, it's not treating the problem. It's treating a symptom. The symptom is I can't afford that. The cause is you went to the Democrat schools, and the Democrats are in charge of underserving the underserved communities. I love teaching this course. This is a great course, the underserved course. Underserved 101. Yeah, hey, Todd, it's the American Patriot. Today's rant's all about Ron DeSantis. After talking all his garbage for two years about President Biden, now he's down on his hands and knees. 
<laughs> that's that's apparently what what it would sound like if we were in the middle of a thermonuclear blast. You get all that wind. Have you ever been in a nuclear blast? Have you you heard that, Joey? The uh, the windstorm. I haven't been in one lately, but it's still early. I thought that was part of your job here at WTIC to uh, experience that firsthand. I shield us. everyone else from it. <laughs> oh, you would do a good job of that, I know. Hey, Todd, Jerry from Naugatuck. Man, you hit the triple crown Wednesday. What did I do now? Those three interviews. I can't, I can't remember the first guy, but I found it amazing. Joey, who was the first guy we had on yesterday? Do you remember? No? He had Healy on. Yeah, Chris oh, Healy. Yeah, that was at uh, that was early, right? Yeah, yeah, that was Chris Healy. Hey, if someone wants to listen, they can go back to the podcast podcast page. And, yes. So you know, just well, don't expect plug. him. Come on now, he's uh, he's contemplating how good yesterday's show was. We don't want him to break the pattern. I can't remember the first guy, but I found it amazing how he said that there are more migrants in Georgia than Arizona. <laughs> that was astounding. And then Mr. Grasso, what a great interview that was. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy he endorsed uh, Bob Stepanowski when you compare it to the Democrat radicals that we got in office right now. And Mr. Ring, he was insightful on electric uh, in- integrity. Election well, integrity. Rant- Noah's like the kid who we had on. He's at 540 yesterday. He's 21 or 22. Just a bambino. He's already been a talk host for a couple of years. He was insightful on electric uh, in- integrity. But my rant today is this. Voters, vote out all of Biden Democrats. Biden Democrats are the world's largest human traffickers. Biden Democrats are pro-criminal. Biden Democrats are the world's largest drug smugglers. Biden Democrats don't care about us citizens they care more about foreigners. Look at the evidence. Illegals getting all the benefits once they cross the border. We remember in November, vote Republican to build a wall and stop all this madness. And thanks for everything you do, Todd. Now, that wasn't bad at all, Jerry. Good little rant there. Well done. One thing I've realized about listening to Democrats talk about on a subject. Yeah especially Kamala and Sleepy Joe, is that the longer they speak on it, the less I actually know about the subject. Also, uh, there's a, the more times I listen, I can feel myself becoming dumber, just becoming dumber and dumber <laughs> and dumber for having even, even considered the, the things that they say. That's probably true. All of that. I don't know. I have to I have to test it and see if that's my reaction, my gut reaction. Topic of black maternal health. Yes. Doesn't that inherently have an understanding that maternal would be with child and motherly. And if you kill the child while in the womb, the maternal is then gone. So I guess they don't understand that Without a child, there is no maternal health needed. Strangely enough, killing somebody is okay. Well, no, there's no maternal health because there's no mother. So you've eliminated the maternal health issue. 
That's wonderful. Hey, Todd, I just want to say your conversation with the gentleman, I'm not sure what his name was, concerning the – he was frustrated on, on how the media won't challenge uh, Camilla and, and, and the left, and, and your your comments were right on the money. And, and, and I just want to just encourage you guys. I mean, you guys are in a new town square, you know. I mean, it, it, it's awful what's going on. I, I feel the frustration that gentleman is feeling. Uh, there's nobody on the on the media or on the national level that's even going to question this man, and he's the most uh, this administration. Okay, thank you, Todd. Just want to say you're doing a great job. Bye. Yeah, you know, I had that conversation today. If you were listening at the beginning of the show, I forget what the phrasing was, but Tom and I had an interesting back and forth on that whole idea of you know talk radio being being not the most credible news source. And I said, but we are, you know, because all the other ones have gone away. So we are the place to go. If you, We're not even a news source, but because we're talking about things in the news and offering perspective, I feel like it's the only hope for people. You turn on some of these places like government radio. Government radio is unbelievable. That we have a publicly financed, in part, national news network that is all they talk about is fringy left stories and they and they deliver those stories in the most biased way possible hey todd so we have to change the way that police enforce motor vehicle violations because black and brown people are stopped at a disproportionately higher rate than non-black and brown people could it be because Black and brown people drive pieces of junk at a higher rate than non-black and brown people. Here's the deal. Register and insure your car, have it in proper mechanical condition, and the police will never stop you. Okay, all for now. Yeah, I think it's uh, th- that's true because they live in underserved communities. It's, it's interesting. I was thinking while you were saying that about how Democrats don't offer free car programs and free insurance programs and free repair programs and free oil change programs. And it doesn't make sense that they don't because those should be a human right, I think, under their scheme. But I think they don't want the people in underserved communities to be mobile. They don't want them to have access to exit because people in underserved communities would naturally just drive away to live somewhere where they could be served. Doesn't that make sense? Speaking of... His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Which... Time for us to check out that ride home. Russ Meyer in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. This is Connecticut's news station, WTIC News Talk 1080. Depend on it. Mm-hmm. WTIC. Reese on the radio, he'll be here in a couple of minutes. And I, I just want to use this, this moment that I have to, uh, to replay this cut from the vice president, Kamala Harris, yesterday. Because it's just such a stunning thing that she said. Listen to this. When it comes to... This is at CCSU. When it comes to racial bias in the healthcare delivery system, we know that is a huge contributor, in particular to black maternal mortality. You hear that? When it comes to racial bias in... Racial bias in the healthcare system kills black women in a huge way, according to the vice president. When it comes to racial bias in the healthcare delivery system, we know that is a huge contributor, in particular to black maternal mortality. Oh my, this is a direct attack on the hospitals, their administrators, their doctors, their nurses, their staffs, and all the other healthcare providers. You're racists. And because what the data proves is that it, it literally has nothing to do with her education level or her socioeconomic level. It has to do with the fact that when she walks into that doctor's office or that clinic or that emergency room. This is the poor black victim she's talking about. You're taking your life in your hands when you go to the doctor. It has to do with the fact that when she walks into that doctor's office or that clinic or that emergency room, she as a black woman is not taken seriously. Wow. The healthcare system, which, by the way, is uh, actively socialized and heavily regulated by the compassion crowd in the Democratic Party. It means that as a member of the underserved community, you're going into a, a uh, you're going into an industry that is that is underserving you, that is also highly regulated by the underservers of the underserved communities. 
the Democrats somehow get away with being the, the killers who Kamala Harris is describing, the administrators of the organizations that do the killing, and then they run around and campaign on it. It's, it's beyond comprehension how they get away with this. Well, it helps to have a media that doesn't scrutinize at all the obvious contradictions of the, of the claims you make in the pitches you make to the underserved communities that you underserve who you want to continue underserving because you underserve them with so much love and compassion. 860-522-9842. Stay with us. Reese Hopkins coming up. And let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center where Mark Christopher is not, but Russ Meyer is. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's WTIC. And it is a Thursday. I can't believe the weekend is closing in on us with such speed. It's always a good sign on Thursdays when Reese on the radio.com is here. Hey, Reese. What's going on, Todd? A pleasure to be back. I'm actually, an interesting thing is happening today. Yeah, what kind of thing? You know, it's usually my job to fill in when you guys are on vacation, and Reese on the radio this time is calling in while he's on vacation. Oh, that's right. You're, uh, you're, you're looking for hurricanes? No, I did not come down here looking for a hurricane. I came here trying to avoid one. Um, did it work? Our, yeah, no, it did not work. For the first time in my life, I was actually rooting for a hurricane because I didn't want. I don't. I've never gone on vacation. Oh, you were rooting for it to block you from having to go on vacation That's to Florida. Correct. I was rooting <laughs> for it to actually be so bad that I couldn't fly in, but uh, it ended up going right around Orlando, Florida, which I happened to be. Um, right now, I went to Walt Disney World earlier, uh, well, I should say over the weekend, and now I'm at Universal Studios uh, at my hotel at Dockside, where I actually picked up a cup of coffee uh, from my nemesis, if you could believe that. Um, your nemesis, Ronald yeah, McDonald? It that, no, it turns out that in the hotel I'm staying in, the Dockside Hotel, there's a Starbucks there, and... In the Starbucks is a girl who's working there named Nemesis. Ah. I'm referring to her as my nemesis every time I go pick up a cup of coffee. <laughs> is that a joke she gets constantly? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm running into a hole right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, uh, you have some kids you're you're uh, carting around with you. What are you doing at these uh, yeah. at these tourist attractions advice? for children? Yeah, can I give some advice? Okay. We're ready. If you're going, if you're going on vacation, folks, and I mean this all of you, if you're going on vacation to Walt Disney World or to Universal Studios, like I am, um, if you have young children, you have to bring them. Uh, uh-huh. Otherwise, it's a felony. But if you have children who are teenagers, leave them at home. Do not bring them. Why don't they love it? You don't. No, you, I have teenagers. Uh, my stepkids are 15, 18, and the other one's 20. Two of them are in college. The other one, the youngest one is a sophomore in high school. They may very well be the most annoying, most annoying companions I've ever traveled with in my entire life. Are they nearby? <laughs> Perhaps we could get their input on this. 
Uh, no, actually, they are, could not be reached for comment at this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're hiding in the bathroom. I get yeah, that's yeah, why that's we've exactly got the echo. What I'm doing. Yeah. No, but it's. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I, you got to bring you walking shoes. It's really mm-hmm. not for the. It, this is a vacation that's not for the young. But um, who is it I'm for at, exactly? Why would an adult want to go to Disney World? Well, let me tell you. First of all, you go here for the roller coasters and the rides, and it's always crowded. Imagine waiting 180 minutes standing waiting for a ride. No, I can't. I wouldn't. I, exactly. Which is why I did not. I wouldn't have authorized this this family vacation, but someone else planned it and everything. And I, I would go right it. back and want my money back. What are you talking I, about? I paid all this money to stand in line for three hours. That's, that's crazy. It, you have to stand online. We've gone on. I think yesterday we waited a total of five hours for about three rides. What a scam. That's a consumer. Uh, what do you want to call it? it thing? No wonder Ron DeSantis took away their special status. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's what you come here for. And by the end of it, my ankles were killing me. My feet were killing me. I'm going to need a vacation after the vacation. And the last time I was here in 2005, I felt the same way. So I have no idea why I'm back here. Well, I, I you, got, I you got roped you into it. You're winning brownie points. Yeah, and you try to do something nice for your kids. And, of course, they make it miserable as usual. But, you know, vacations being what they are, you know, we're running out of options at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing that was interesting. People will find this interesting. We did not rent a car. We were originally supposed to bring our cars on the uh, on the on the Amtrak, and then that strike happened, so they gave us our money back, and we ended up flying. We oh. were going to rent a car, but gas is even though it's not that expensive here in Florida, it doesn't pay. So we're staying at a resort, so we just let the resort drive us to. Uh, the theme park, so we don't have to spend any money on a rental car. And how about gas. restaurants and stuff? Are you eating at the theme park restaurants? Yeah, eating at the restaurant is insane because, first of all, I bought a cup of coffee for seven dollars yesterday. Inside the park, it's at least eight to nine dollars. Wow, Popcorn that must be some really good. Or maybe that's a unionized Starbucks. It is nine nine dollars. To uh, I think we paid, paid eight bucks for a thing of popcorn, a tub of popcorn, um, and uh, they got this thing at the Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter sort of theme park section. Uh, they've got this thing called Butterbeer, which is rather tasty, but at eight dollars a cup, it's not worth it. This sounds like the worst thing you could possibly do with your vacation. <laughs> I know I make it sound horrible. But listen, I, with save your pennies if you're going to do it because everyone you got to do it once. Some of the rides are actually pretty amazing. Um, I, we went to uh, the the Star Wars exhibit, which I'm a huge fan of. I love Star Wars, like you know, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie of all time. And they've got this Star Wars, uh, I think it's called the Rebels Resistance or whatever it is, and the the effort that they put into this part of the of the thing, you stand next to the Millennium Falcon, it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like you're on a movie set for Star Wars. And I can admit, it was worth the price of admission. No. Something there was worth the price of admission? Yeah, the Star Wars, listen, the Star Wars uh, portion of the theme park at Walt Disney World is called Hollywood Studios. It's mm-hmm. totally worth it. It was an, It's an amazing 
piece of uh, architecture that they've done there. I mean, you feel, you feel like you're on most Island, for those of you who know Star Wars. You feel like you're in Tatooine. And you even got a cantina that looks eerily similar to the original from uh, Star Wars uh, a, a New Hope. It, it's like it's that good. They, they really paid that much attention to detail. If I could say the whole trip, if my feet hurt and my pockets are completely empty, I have to say the Hollywood Studios Star Wars uh, exhibit was the best. It was totally worth it. It was worth every dime I spent. Well, I have to say I'm getting sympathy pain in my feet just hearing the story. It, it just sounds... <laughs> It just sounds awful to me, and I'm so thankful that it's you having to experience this and, and not me, because the Star Wars thing wouldn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, so, if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's, it's not for you. Well, wait, wait a minute. Well, you went on vacation recently when I covered for you. Where did you go? Well, that's a good question. I can't remember. <laughs> you really can't remember? Well, I, I don't think I went anywhere. We probably um, just toured around Connecticut because I love getting to know Connecticut better. So that usually when I'm taking time off, that's what we do. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. I, uh, one of the big things, uh, my fiance always talks about how we need to travel the world. And my big pushback against that is, is that I haven't seen everything here yet. Well, America's part so of the world. here. But but I do I do agree with that philosophy the uh, the the idea of getting to know the area closest to you I'm amazed for example do you ever just get in the car and drive an hour to go yeah. do something people don't do that you know you don't generally go to a town or a city an hour away you go to the ones closer and then if you make a larger circumference around your your point of departure you realize there's other places to try out and and uh, it's fun I like doing that. Oh, absolutely. And the people that you meet and, and uh, at least especially the locals to find out, you know, uh, who they are and, and how things are going to get along in that area. You find out you're not that dissimilar. Um, you find some local, you know, things that are different, but uh, it, you actually learn something new. It's almost like uh, it's like living inside of a Jeopardy game. <laughs> you find out little nuggets of information about that town that you never knew before. Well, thank you, Reese, for taking the time to talk to us. I want you to get back to your misery, uh, so you can your family can can be proud of you and everything. For well, everybody can catch me on Monday. I'm going to fill in for Tom Shattuck uh, at 11 o'clock on Monday, uh, so I'll be able to tell you all about uh, my excursion to Florida post Hurricane Ivan. Well, awesome. Ian, Ian, that's his name. Yeah, whatever. Hurricane Ian. So I'll talk about it when I get there on Monday. All right. Thank you so much, Reese. We'll talk to you then. You got it, buddy. All right, See buddy, you. Buddy. That's Reese Hopkins, Reese on the radio dot com. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. I want to remind you that uh Mark Christopher is at Oktoberfest at Carbone's Prime in Rocky Hill tonight. And he sent some pictures and it man, it looks good. I wish I was gonna be there. Oh, does that look nice. You know those sausages that are rolled up in kind of an endless string? It's not it's not divided up into sections. Send me a Nice close-up shot of, of those suckers. Um, so that Kamala Harris stuff that I played for you before, Reese, I just find that stunning. Isn't that stunning? She confesses to, well, she makes a claim. It, it's not necessarily factual, but she's making a claim that that the health care system is rigged by the Democrats to harm black people particularly black women. She calls it black maternal health. 
when it comes to racial bias in the healthcare delivery system, we know that is a huge contributor, in particular to black maternal mortality. And because see, this is what's interesting about the structural racism claims is because the structural racists are the Democrats, and they spend all their time saying that structural racism is the problem today that that's the racism that is the big thing that needs to be fixed. And through their unions, Democrats control police and control education and the policies of those two industries. So that's where most of the structural racism is right there, according to Democrats, where because urban dwellers can't get good educations and they can't get a fair shake from, from um, law enforcement. This is what Democrats say. But they control them. Those are, that's their most important partnership to rig elections with, is the public sector unions. How do you figure that? And we know that they, there's virtually socialized medicine in urban areas with all the programs they have to offer support. The whole Obamacare thing was just trying to get health care into underserved communities. And yet, they're still underserved. How can that be? I know I talked about it yesterday, but I just have to keep going on about it because it's so stunning, this gap between reality and perception. Where are the people who are shining a light on the obvious? Now, I understand the obvious is hard to see. When you've been propagandized to for years and this is the fault of republicans i think they sit silent and let the democrats do the propaganda that that republicans are racist and that republicans make lives bad you oh we have to tear down this statue of this evil white guy from a hundred years ago and they build all this emotional connection between themselves and these voting constituencies but we're talking about constituencies who are victims of structural racism, according to the Democrats, and the Democrats are running the structural racism systems. I can't get anyone to say I'm wrong about this. Nobody pushes back. I don't get any emails saying, Todd, you're wrong. Democrats aren't operating the structural racism. Not one in years of saying this. They just keep their heads down because they know they're guilty. And they keep doing the same thing and they keep getting away with it. And that's the power of narrative. When people have absorbed a narrative, the truth can be dancing around on their noses and they can't see it. It's, it's a, just such an uncanny thing. How susceptible we are to stories. And how those stories deprive us of the use of logic or, or deprive us of, of the opportunity that logic presents to see things clearly. That is perspective. The perspective we come at an issue with is hard to undo. And that's why, by the way, research shows this, that the highly educated people are the toughest ones to move off of their off of their. Um, their stances because they think they're so superior that they understand everything 
And because they read everything, they think they know better. But the thing is that, that reading and collecting facts, that's just uh, decorations on the Christmas tree. The tree is the narrative. That's the thing that's solid and in place. And you, you, can, use, you can use facts to reinforce it, but you can't change the tree with the, with the lights and the, and the decorations. That's the fascinating thing. Humans are just endlessly fascinating. And this whole politics business, people say they don't like politics. I say, well, politics is how people resolve conflict. So you have to like poli politics if you want conflict to be resolved with something other than violence. We have violence as one option and politics as the second option. And that's why I think politics is beautiful. And, and that's our opportunity to open people's eyes to the obvious so they can avoid believing something wrongheaded so deeply that they're willing to fight for it. Have yourself a great night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. It's Friday tomorrow. How great is that? Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher is off. He'll be back tomorrow, I hope. And let's see what Russ Meyer has to say for us.